yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the 20 Somethings Podcast. It's your boy Dave. We back at it. And we better than ever. We got a game back in here. We got R in the house. We got Fifi in the house. And we're back and we're ready to give you this content fresh out the oven. Because Arizona is hot right now, right, guys? Hot as heck right now. I'm telling you, man. We getting record degrees breaking every day. 120, 121. Ari is enjoying himself in San Francisco. How's the weather out there, my brother? It's great. I hate you. Oh, what? <laughs> I just went back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back here trying to give you this content. We've been on a break for a little bit, but we're back. We had some reasons. Number one is very hot where we are right now. Ari is not hot, but we are hot. So we need to stay like indoors and you know focus on ourselves and our mental health so we don't get fried. But anyway, we're back now. We're ready to give you the content, yeah. So, everybody, how y'all doing? Let me get a temp check on everybody. I know it's hot, but we need another one. Fifi, how you doing, my darling? I'm doing blessed and highly favored, per usual. Um, nothing new has changed in this past month. So, we thank God for stability. That's what I will say. Mm, firm yeah. foundation. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Rain came. Hmm? Wind blue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, nothing's really changed. I mean, oh, Melody moved. Melody moved to the... <gasps> How could you ever say nothing changed when the biggest thing in our lives changed? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Melody. Melody moved to the, the Dirty D. Not Detroit, oh. y'all. She moved to Dallas. She moved to Dallas. So I hope Texas is taking care of her. Um, Man. And then, I mean, these are my these are not my updates, but I like to celebrate my friends' wins. My other friend Nikki, she just started as a teacher. Yeah. Shout out to her. She's teaching them, Sorry. teaching them them little kids. You know, having an impact on their futures. So that's where yeah. it starts. It starts in the classroom for real. And we, especially these days, we didn't really intervene in those classrooms violently. Violently. Because now Florida is saying something about slavery helped the slaves build skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was beneficial to Black people. Nah. That reminds that remind me of a moment in third grade, bro. When I was in third grade, I remember, like, I was in a predominantly white school. And we are talking about slavery. And then my teacher said, you know, one good thing about slavery is that a lot, it brought a lot of Blacks to Christ. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> like you guys had to go through no slavery to get that. I know. Why did are we? I was just like, <laughs> you gonna say that? Like crazy. Anyway, but yeah, everyone's doing their thing. I'm really proud of Melly and Nikki. Shout out to them. Keep doing your thing, man. All right, how are you doing, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, living life as as I usually do. That. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's good. <laughs> uh, very busy, very very busy. I think uh, <clears throat> as I get more responsibilities, I have to start learning how to adopt better habits and routines. I think those are really mm. what's helping me keep my mental mind state, you know, sane. You know, but mm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just enjoy the rest of the year i got some stuff lined up um yeah like what 
Give us I a mean, sneak peek. I mean, I've talked about it in the previous episode. No, we forgot. the viewers right now. I'm going to places and all this stuff, and it'll be fun, and mm-hmm. it'll be new experiences, and honestly, just ready for a change of environment. Yeah. Like, it feels like I've been in this apartment for too long. Like, I'm used to, like, jetting off somewhere, like, every Okay. Uh, this is we'll international. Be, I'm on my wheel. But, uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's it, man. That's it. That's good, man. I'm really glad that, you know, you're going to change your environment. Sometimes environment is a change. Stop that's talking good. like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, David. Uh, What's going on? Uh, <laughs> what, 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 is da- what has David been up to, man? People want to know, right? Should I tell him? Hey, should I tell him? I'll tell him. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, what's new, man? You know, July's been a big month, you know. Um, so, like, I had, like, my dad turned 60. Woo! Pilo, Pilo, Pelo, whatever. You <laughs> said <laughs> whatever is crazy. Uh, yeah, so, like, it was a big thing. We went on a cruise. Um, it was good. It was chill. My first time on a cruise, uh, a lot of food, a lot of gluttony was going on. Um it was it was a little bit I would say like from what I expected from a cruise, like I said, it yeah. was like maybe seven out of ten from my expectations. It wasn't bad. Um I feel like it's okay. more of like if you try to chill and vibe, like, you know. Uh you can always do stuff on like the on the city and stuff, but like I feel like it's kinda limited because like there's like a time you have to get back to the boat. So like you're like on the boat's timing, you know what I mean? So you have yeah. to like wake up early in the morning, like who wants to wake up early in on vacation, you know what I mean? All right. Yes, actually, yeah. Time is of the essence. Time, Time is of the essence. But yeah, so like a lot of the excursions, I didn't really end up doing like that just because I didn't want to wake up early in the morning and do ATV that I've done before. Thank God that God told me to do ATV in the past month. I said, okay, okay let me just show. Flexing, yeah, so, okay. Nah, nah, I ain't man, rich but yeah, um, so it was pretty good though. Just it was a big family reunion as well too. Just a lot of my family came out, cousins, aunts, uncles that I haven't seen in years. So it was really good to see everybody. And um, you know, at the end of the day, my dad enjoyed it. So ever since then, we've just been kind of recovering, going back to reality, going back to work, and all that stuff. Recovering. Um, yeah, recovering for real. What a David O. But um, at the end of the day, we blessed. We doing our thing. Um, I want to go on some trips too, man. I, like I was just, like kind of thinking about it, like. Everyone around me has gone, like, on trips this year. And, like, I guess, okay, I did go to, like, the cruise, I would say. But, like, that was, like, more of a family trip, I would say. But ours is about to go to Europe. What's it called? I think, uh, one of our melodies is about to go somewhere, too. Um, you guys are going to, what, California or something in a couple months, right? I I'm, I might just add y'all if y'all want to come. Because it's not looking oh, like a lot of people are coming. If you want. Mm. Yeah. So, <laughs> they're just, I gave a deadline. It's. If you're not letting me know by now, then mm. I actually might do that. What, what was it? Let, after the podcast? Let me know the dates so I can put that in. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I just want to be traveling more because um, I was really thinking like the way I think is like I really try to plan for the future a lot, and then like I kind of mm. like miss like the present. Like right now, like mm. I'm about to be 25 in January, and I'm like, yeah, like where's the time going? Like, I was just 50. like, thinking, I, I was just exactly like, I've been teasing y'all about that. Like, that was my turn. <laughs> We're a little late. But like, it's like, dang, like, this time's gone. Like, <laughs> this time's just gone. And I'm like, 
I've been just preparing for the future so much that I haven't really like been in the mm. moment to like enjoy stuff. So I think like especially for like the rest of this year and going to next year, I think I'm just gonna try to be in the moment. Spend that money, you know. Do you know do what I gotta do, you know what I'm saying? So it will come back, yeah. I'm telling you. It will come back. Exactly. Money, man. For real, bro. I'd be so tight fisted, I can't lie. I need to get that out of me. But um but yeah, so that's what I've been going on been on for the last month or so. Um we're but, loving it. We're loving life. But you know what we all gonna be doing soon? What are we gonna be doing? We're going to the Drake concert. Yeah, man. You guys been saying I'm sure you guys been seeing all those uh TikTok snippets and all those things, man. The boys on tour for the first time in five years, man. How y'all feeling about that? Uh Man, Aubrey, Drizzy, Drake, Jimmy, Graham Cracker is on tour. I'm very happy. That's my man. My man, my man, my man. I'm very excited. And then 21's going to be with him, but... Uh, I thought he's not coming to yeah. your date. Allegedly. But we'll see. They might replace him with Yachty, though. I don't mind. I only know one song by him. Maybe two, but I don't mind. You know, I got something in my soda and let it be like a hosta. And then that in my hosta. That is what it Maybe she's old. She's old now. I, no, I know the song, but maybe you shouldn't do that hand motion. It's kind of crazy. That's what we're talking about. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, so, um, yeah, that should be fun, guys. I'm looking forward to it personally. Um, I remember we went in 2018. We all actually went in 2018. But um, we didn't know each other. Exactly. We knew each other. We just didn't. Okay, out. we didn't. We haven't known. Like... We didn't know. And then? What? Just... <laughs> even, the, even the head dipping motion. Like, no. <laughs> um, The 2018 concert was great. Like, the graphics to use then were great. So seeing the little snippets of this year's concert, um, mm-hmm. very excited. I really thought that thing was like AI, but yeah, it's an actual. I, is it not? It's it a person. Partially. Well, it's a, it's a per- exactly, yeah. yeah. Partial AI. Yeah, they put the thing on, on his, his face. face, like they. Yeah, but the really? body movements is a person. Yeah, yeah it definitely so felt like, like a hologram. Is there like a light? Yeah, is there like a light on his face or like? I think it's is he, is processing. He wearing, is he wearing like a like an iPad I think on his he's face? He's wearing or... something. I don't think he's no, wearing because anything. he walked through. But he walked through the crowd like that little animatronic yeah. thing walked through the crowd up the steps. So animatronic? Oh. Is it human? <laughs> he looked animatronic to me. I think I what know. happened is they got video of him, and then they have some software that can do real time. Uh, AI manipulation and change your face. Oh, someone's face. Yeah, through like a light beaming or like almost. No, no, like you know how Instagram filters like that, similar to that. Like they're putting an Instagram filter on his face as making him look like younger Drake. So but how like he's there live though? Like it's not like it's recorded. Like he's there. I live. know that's like, what I'm what? saying. They probably have some sort of software that that maybe it's proprietary. Maybe it's some can get off shelf, but. That's, Anyways, that, must, that, that must be it, you know. I did like that he sung to his mom this latest concert yeah, instead well. of that yeah, animatronic. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, hopefully he walks through. It is about her and like how he was raised and stuff. So I, I appreciated that, Drake. Um, I hope he walks through my section to get on stage. Are you sitting like on the side? Yeah, I'm sitting like on the side. So, but we'll see. Apparently, I'm gonna be by like the Virgil statue. So we'll see. Oh, really? I didn't know there was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different graphics. Because even back in 2018, when you remember when you had the yellow Lamborghini, mm-hmm. yes, like, that was oh, crazy. Oh, oh. But now he like even I think he's stepping up like got that Virgil thing. He got like a kite or something, and then obviously the seed a blow up doll. Yeah, like a whole bunch. You guys of stuff, have basically like, seen the concert already. The way you describe it, it doesn't in- matter. No, it's different because no, nah, like you need to. Why be are you there, getting defensive? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's different. <laughs> Because yeah, I because... that's the same thing that happened with the 2018 concert. I saw the graphics online. I knew there was a yellow car coming. It's different. Yeah. But when you see it in person, it's like, whoa. And like I like I'm interested, like I kind of saw the set list too. Like he's not like he has such a big catalog that like he's just doing hits, hits, hits. He's not gonna do any like deep cuts. I don't think so. Like I don't think he's gonna do any yeah. cuts that like maybe have I don't think he's gonna do a lot of CLB. Because he's he, not you know he did. He didn't even like really tore that album though because of COVID and all that stuff. But like he's just gonna be doing like they say he did a lot of take care. Yeah. Like he just did a okay. lot of hits and then like some her loss like at the end with 21. Okay. <gasps> I'm so excited. We'll It'll see. be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a good I know, time. I'm, I'm really like everyone, everyone should be prepared. And if you're going to this concert, just for everybody, like at least like know the music. Like what's it called? Yeah, know the song. No, no shade to Waterloo. But in 2018. He didn't know. He didn't even listen to the album. We were doing it. He's just looking at us. Like, this is not even a song that you clap to, bro. Like, come on. Hey, 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 hey. Look at us. Go fuck. didn't know, man. So, yeah, just make sure you know the songs. Because, like, we're not going to, like, us guys, we're not going to try to be on some cool stuff, bro. Like, we're just, we're not going to be, like, just, like, we're going to be singing everything. Yeah. It'll be a fun. It'll be a fun time for real, bro. I'm excited. It's been a minute. It's right. It's been a, for like, for like, um, an artist whose catalog you know really well. Like pretty yeah. much you know like all of the music. That's that's really fun to go to. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't disappoint. I don't think. Let's see. Let's see. Exciting. No, or let me do this. Yeah, I know how the Beyonce fans feel now because I'm not going to no Beyonce concert, but. They've been going all out too recently. That I saw a TikTok of a girl who went to the Drake concert and the Beyonce concert, and she said that she wished she saved the Beyonce concert for last because Beyonce is a better performer. Really? I mean, of course, it's not even a question. She's one of the greatest performers of all time. Like, oh, what ranking? Probably like third or second behind Michael Jackson. Oh, because you know what I was hearing though, like. Uh, academics was saying like he went to the one in New York and he said like because he went to the Burner Boy Stadium uh, concert or whatever they had in New York and then he went to Drake's concert he mm-hmm. said that like Burner Boy's concert was more of like a performance like live band vocal yes. stuff then like Drake's concert was like just more of like a party like like yeah. just like people like playing a whole bunch of hits people dancing like it was like more so like a party than like him like a lot of him talking like like stuff like that. He was even DJing in the booth, like yeah. Was, but that's Drake's vibe. Drake. Drake, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Hmm. 
Yeah, like his concerts are more, like more of a party. It's not him just like trying to show up all. His, uh, he's not doing all that. He's, nah. he's because the thing is, people party. know his music so well, like better. Yeah, because like I I was at that Burner Boy concert and like people know like last last. That's pretty much it. And then really? obviously, yeah, and obviously the Nigerian people know like more of all the records. So like he's yeah. more. It's like an experience type of thing, not like I'm going for I like Burna Boy. It's more like I've heard of his music before, but his concert is just an experience that like, you know, that's entertaining. So, really? So you don't feel you feel like someone who's like a lay person that doesn't really like know his music can like go to the concert and like enjoy yes, it? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Really? Without knowing the music. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, wow. Just purely off the vibe. The the band like he's just a he's a good performer like he he's he's good mm. yeah. yeah 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 I guess that's maybe that's the difference of some like artists like so that Beyonce and Drake comparison like, you probably look at that like she probably puts more dancing and uh, yeah which I'm not really interested in honestly I mean let me, let me calm down before they get me again <laughs> please <laughs> I but um I can down. see why her her tickets are a bit more expensive just because of the like visuals that are put into it. She got dancing robots around her. Like oh, I didn't know that. not like robots, but they're like robot arms and they like follow her. So it's very mm. interesting. I already feel like so that one, since I've seen on TikTok, I feel like I've seen the concert already. Like I don't I wouldn't go to the Beyonce. So yeah. yeah. Queen B. Yeah. Queen B. Segway. What's the next topic? Segway to the next topic. <laughs> you okay, you guys are so funny. Man, we haven't done this in a minute. I anyway, know. What's it called? Um, Ronnie. It's been... Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's give a little intro to that real quick before we just like attack it like yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, like we said, like it's been a little bit since we potted, so like a lot of stuff's happened. Um, Ronnie James, LeBron James Jr., his son. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of him. He's a you know high school basketball player, all American. LeBron always posting his son and his children, all that kind of stuff. Um, so recently, yeah. actually, like maybe like a couple months ago, Bronny committed to a college called uh, USC in LA. Um, and like I think we just saw him. Like LeBron won, like was at an ESPYS or something like that. They recognized him for like um, I think the getting the most points ever. And like uh, his whole family came out. They had this little like cute thing, and like his wife was talking, and then. She's like, he a bad mother. And then the daughter was like, no, mom, not right now. And so, like, it was a cute moment seeing, like, the whole, like, James family, like, together and stuff. So we just saw that, like, what, maybe a couple weeks ago or something. And so, like, news mm -hmm. came, like, uh, yesterday on Tuesday, um, that I guess the day prior, um, Bronny was, like, at a practice or something like that, and he had a cardiac arrest. Um, cardiac arrest, a lot of people might think it's, like, a heart attack, but it's actually a little bit different. But basically, um, he had that um, experience and stuff like that. He was rushed to the hospital. Luckily, uh, he was, you know, in the ICU. He was taken out of the ICU pretty fast, and he's recovering now. But it was just like kind of like a big deal because he's like a big name, and he's 18 years old and athlete healthy. So it's like, mm -hmm. why? People are looking like, why would someone like him like, have, like, uh, cardiac arrest? Like, we usually see that in older people or people with, like, some kind of heart issue. Like, So, like, yeah. when you guys first heard that news, like, what were you guys thinking? I was just confused. Because I was like, this boy has not uh, exhibited any disability of any kind 
up until this point, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, I've heard of a lot of athletes and the college level as they're about to enter the NBA have weird health complications, like at weird times. Like it goes back as far as like, I don't know if you know Greg Oden. Greg Oden was one of like the, I think he was one of the number one picks. Yeah, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some years ago. He had, some weird, he had some weird issue with his health. Mm. Just didn't his career basically stop right there. Uh, me and David were talking about it. Shaq's son. Shaq's son had that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. was it also like a heart issue as well? Yeah, he had like some kind of heart issue like that. I don't know if he went to cardiac arrest, but he did have like some kind of like he had to have like open heart surgery, I believe. Don't call okay. me. Okay, yeah, believe, like he had something like that. Him and it's like a lot of them like that. So it's not necessarily a new phenomenon, but mm-hmm. it just sucks that it's like LeBron's son. And the whole time mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like I hope this doesn't hurt his like draft prospects because yeah. I see them like using that as like the excuse for maybe not drafting him like after one year personally i didn't think he was gonna go out after one year anyway i thought it would be at mm-hmm. least like a two-year dude mm-hmm. but um yeah man it's just that's tough for the family too because mm-hmm. we don't really hear bad news come out of Braun camp honestly but <laughs> like mm-hmm. he, usually everything is good like everything is i promise school they're doing this in AAU. Mm-hmm. They're doing that in high school. They're doing this in college. Yeah. So, um, yeah, prayers out to him, bro, because mm-hmm. it's it's a tough situation, and that's very, very scary. Yes. Um, when I first saw it, it was on TikTok, like, the news. And mm-hmm. I was reading the comments, and people were like, oh, it's because of kids are vaping nowadays. And I don't – I mean, I don't know much about Bronny James, you know. So I'm like, I don't think he's the type to vape one and then another comment was like oh it's covid because covid's a vascular disease and i'm like maybe i should get off tiktok because a lot of y'all are not doctors so but like i said prayers out to the family i'm glad he's in stable condition he's way too young maybe he's overworking himself i don't know a lot of these athletes want to make the like nba that they go above and beyond and push their bodies to the limit when technically at 18 Mm -hmm. you're still developing so like yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's very like it's very very unfortunate that, that happened because, like honestly, like because I'm I work in the hospital and stuff. So like, well, even in the hospital where you have like materials and stuff like that to do stuff, like the pres- if you go into cardiac arrest, like the chance to survive is like ten to twenty percent. Usually, what? yeah, like if you have a cardiac arrest, if you get to that point, usually even with CPR and all that stuff, usually it's ten to twenty percent. So he's like really like. Number one, it happened outside of, like, a hospital. So, like, even the chances are usually even, like, less than that. So, like, all the staff that, like, intervened fast and everything took them to the hospital, like, they're they're trained well. Like, because usually if you get to that point, like, with your heart, because your heart, like, stops, like, and that means, like, no blood flow, no, Mm -hmm. like, blood flow. So, like, the longer you have that without, like, without that, you're most likely not, like, going to survive so for him to like survive and he's out of the icu within like a day that's like a really good sign that means like they got on his chest really fast and like wow really did everything really cool so out to the staff man wow for real like for real for real because like if you really think about it like like his age right and everything they're talking about all this other stuff covid vaccine it's it's very interesting because like 
this stuff can happen and you usually see in people like that are older because they usually develop all, all sorts of like maybe heart diseases over time but sometimes like usually when it's usually this young and maybe they might be born with some kind of congenital heart issue that they might have gone like undetected for years until like something happened you know so like right. who knows like maybe something happened like that maybe he had some kind of like I don't know, heart abnormality that he didn't know about. Mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, there's a lot, there's so many reasons. Like usually in the hospital when someone goes into like cardiac arrest, right? We have something called H's and T's. So it's like reversible causes. So the H's like maybe sign for like, oh, hypokalemia, um, hyponatria, whatever it is. Or like T's like maybe you had tamponade. So like you kind of look at those things. So I bet like they're all kind of looking at that situation. What happened? Like, during that time, maybe it's hot, the gym's going on, maybe his electrolytes were off, I don't know. Or maybe something else was going on too. Maybe they just need to run a whole bunch of tests and see what's going on. But yeah. to, for him to be alive, that's a huge testimony. And like, I'm like, it's just really, really big because for someone to go into cardiac arrest, like that's like, Jeez. it's not just like that you have a lethal heart, heart rhythm. Like people have heart attacks and that's like just before the cardiac arrest. Like heart attack can lead to heart cardiac arrest which that's the deadly part that's how people die from heart attacks like not even just from the heart mm -hmm. attack itself wow. so like mm -hmm. for him to like survive that and everything like it's big and i think even for him like it's bigger than basketball you know like right for him think like thinking about oh what's how's it gonna play like that's great and everything but like this is your life man like right. you're you're walking testimony you know what i mean so like yeah. focus on that kind of stuff first and then, like, after that, like, consider all that kind of stuff. Cause I, and I'm sure, like, there's a lot of pressure on him. Like, you know, LeBron's about to retire. Like, they want him to be a one and done so he can play with his dad and you know, all this kind of stuff. So, but, like, for him, just this is your life, man. Like, there's bigger things in basketball. You're set for life already, bro. Like, yeah. just chill, man. Like, just chill. Like, and then focus on your health and then you can bounce back from it. So, chill, man. That's so, yeah. that's like chilling. Yeah. Coming in from the yeah. healthcare perspective. Thank you, Dr. Dave. Wow. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's serious. Like when I saw that, I was like, huh? Like they already sent me that first. And I was like, what? Like what the heck? I was looking into it. I was like, wow. But I'm really happy that he's alive. Like, you know, he's doing good. Like, so that's mm -hmm. that's really good for Bronnie and his family. I hope the, you know, their the whole family is doing good now yeah. by his side at the moment. So yeah. but yeah. Sorry, none of the heavy stuff. Sorry, Speaking. I had to get out my degree real quick. And, <laughs> Put it to use. So there was, there was a tick tock that we um, sent in our group chat like maybe like a few days ago or so. And yeah. the topic that they were talking about is actually another podcast. Um, the topic they were talking about kind of like intrigued us a little bit. Um, fear, all right, could you guys like kind of talk about the like the tick tock and the clip real quick? Yeah. Like, so I think? saw. I was scrolling through my FYP, and usually when I see men on podcasts, I usually swipe away because. Boo. But um, this one caught my eye because it, he was talking about how he's Nigerian, and when he was younger in school, um, he couldn't really focus. He got in a lot of fights. He did like he wasn't really doing well in school. That the school counselor or therapist, I'm not too sure, said he had ADHD. And they brought in his parents to like say, hey, he has ADHD. We think this medication will help him. His grades aren't looking good, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, you know, okay, cool. They go back home. They beat the hell out of him and say, you're making us look stupid. Like, 
tighten up in class. You don't have no ADHD. Like you need to tighten it up. So he suffered pretty much through like grade school, middle school. I think high school is when his teacher was like, you know what, we're going to bypass your parents and just help you get you the help you need. I don't think it was medication that she used, but like alternative teaching lessons, like um, he usually would like fight. Yeah, he would like fight during lunch. So instead of that, she would just have him in his her classroom and like, I don't know, do teachings or go over different things that it helped him get into college. And then um, finally, when he got into college, he was a legal age. He was able to obtain medication for his ADHD and was thriving like well and better in his academics and his social life. So I found that interesting because one, we're Nigerian. So mm-hmm. we probably all have maybe not a direct experience or have seen an experience where Nigerian parents are told that their child is dealing with some sort of, I wouldn't say it's not a disability, but something out of the norm that the majority mm-hmm. has. And Nigerian parents either, they'll pray, um, they'll rebuke the demon out of you, or they whoop you because that's all they know, you know, versus like when it comes to America, you know, America has a different approach on things. So mm-hmm. that's why it is piqued my interest on a discussion topic so yeah yeah i think um it also like when you finally sent that and everything like it kind of piqued my interest as well because like i've heard and i've talked to people that like have had adhd in the past and like and i know how like our culture is about like once you hear like somebody needs something like they'll be like ah no not my son no and like even in nigeria you see like the way they treat people that have that are disabled or have disabilities, mm-hmm. like they'll be out in the street, like or like they'll mm-hmm. like put them in like just an area like where they're away from everybody, not like trying to like give them respite services or other right. things like that. You know what I mean? So like you already know the attitude like coming in to like to stuff like that. Um, so like when you now come to America and you bring it here, where it's like that's kind of established and they have like a system and a standard protocol about stuff like that. Like, nobody wants to hear their kid is, like, you know, having struggles or they're disabled, not normal, stuff like that. So, like, a lot of mm-hmm. African parents just kind of, like, like ah, no, like, no. They, like, either, like you said, beat them. Um, what's it called? Tell them that I reject. Tell them to say I reject it. Or I don't even know. Like, or just ignore it, maybe. And yeah. it, like, leaves a lot of, like, kids, like, in limbo where they're just, like, not really getting the help they need because they're not really getting support from their parents where they like really need you know that from and they'll kind of like struggle through school and stuff like that and maybe they'll just say oh yeah lazy or something like that but like i'm just thinking like what like like do we like because a lot of the times they just might pray about it right so like do we feel like sometimes like maybe we just lean too much on that like in our culture where it's just like oh we just pray for it rather than just maybe like address like okay like what physical things i can do right now like what actions can i take right now maybe help my kids like what do you guys think yeah um i definitely think that it's a little bit heavy on that um and i think it's good i think it has its place and i think it comes from just nigerian culture in general i think we're very prayerful people and we turn to the spirit the spiritual uh for Mm -hmm. for like you know 
guidance as well as healing. Like we turn to that and we trust that it will actually work, you know, but um, something that I think a lot of newer age Nigerians kind of get the idea a bit better where, you know, prayer is good, but, you know, there's medical advancements for a reason. And you tap into them when you need them, but it's not mental related. But when it is medical or non-mental related, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, you have, uh, you know, whatever physical ailment, right? But now when it gets to the mind portion, it's like, this is like something taking control of you. This is something dominating your spirit, man. Okay. There may be, a, there may be some truth to that, but we have medical advancements for a reason you know we should be able to uh help these kids especially just like get access to basically don't even necessarily need a medication like you know get them counseling get them mm -hmm. get them the right learning approaches so that they can succeed versus you trying to make them be a ultra superstar student that they may not be right and this is another mm -hmm. reason why a lot of these kids who have these issues, their passions may not even align with whatever their parents want them to do ultimately. But then their parents are kind of like trying to shove a, what do they say, trying to shove a square thing into a round hole, right? It's not, it doesn't fit. Sorry, bro. Say that again, bro. Excuse me, bro. Repeat that, please. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have, you don't need that again, brother. <laughs> but you know what I mean, man. Like you, yeah. you know, it doesn't. You don't doesn't like match. So, and I definitely like that. Our generation is definitely breaking that stigma a lot more. And mm -hmm. I think the older generation is definitely warming up to it. Like definitely, people like, for example, my mom. She's very open about like talking about mental health and all that sort of thing. Now that she's learned, like she's been educated on it like this is actually important this is just as important as physical health right um maybe in the past it was something where like oh this is like an american issue like americans only deal with this you know but mm -hmm. uh, that's not informed right and i don't blame them for having that opinion because of how it's treated in nigeria right it's not treated with the same level of seriousness um mm -hmm. so that's just their mentality you know but yeah, I mean that that's kind of my take on it. It's it's um it's interesting. How about the um the flip side to it because you know like with ADHD, right? Like physical or like just things that you have going on with you that are not like physical that you can see or anything that are going up up here, they're usually like assessed by like behavior assessment, right? Mm -hmm. Which a lot of people can be like, "Oh, maybe that's like subjective to a sense, you know what I mean?" Because, like, I've heard situations like, um, like people maybe like they feel like, oh, maybe they're acting up, they have ADHD immediately, like, and they might just label them with something. And, like, the kids, like, actually fine, but like the American yeah. system is just like kind of labeling them, like, oh, I agree with like, that. Your, yeah. your child is dumb and they're this and that. But it's like, maybe they just need something, not maybe dumb, sorry, but like, they're, um, they have like issues or something like that, but it might just be like some diff, just like a different like. You trying to clean it just, up? <laughs> yeah, they just come from like a different culture or something like that. Like I've heard like scenarios where like maybe a Nigerian, right? They grow up in a home where parents speak Yoruba to them, like that's their first language, right? Like at home, and then they come to school, 
and like it's not like they're slow or anything but like their first language is not english so yeah. like when they come like the they already kind of be labeling them like oh they have like an issue a cognitive issue mm-hmm. which is like they're really actually smart but it's like because maybe like the system here is not used to how like you know that a child from this culture behaves or is like they might just label them like this and they now are going on their lives with that label like oh you have this and that but honestly like they just might have needed like an alternative type of teaching or just like maybe like get someone who really understands them you know what i mean yeah um as someone in the healthcare insurance field, let me bring out my expertise. I definitely do think that doctors do overdiagnose when it comes to certain mental uh, health issues and disabilities, especially with children. ADHD is re- actually, in my opinion, is hard to diagnose with children because most children, mm-hmm. that's when they are supposed to be high energy. They're experiencing the world for the first time. So of course they're going to get distracted very easily by new and different things. I think the diagnose, in my opinion, diagnosis should start maybe in like high school. Children now have built an acceptable level of social skills by then. I feel like mm-hmm. versus like in third grade when a child is just like learning new things, seeing new people. Of course their br- little brains are overstimulated. So how are you going to say? A- Third grader got ADHD, and I get it. There are some telltale signs of ADHD, right? But a lot of them overlap with just being a kid. So it's just like it's a hard, it's a hard thing to balance. And I've definitely seen overdiagnosing from the claims I've seen in health insurance because doctors are gonna get paid for this. Like the okay, my child has ADHD. They're gonna need to come and see me as a behavioral health therapist. And now they're going to see me three times a week so they can get this under control. And you're billing $125 per hour. Like, so it's like America is a capitalistic country at the end of the day. So there sure. are some people in it for just overdiagnosing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's one thing. Like I, like I was saying, like you need to look at, like when we look at all this whole situation, of course we want to get people the help they need. But like, I feel like a lot of times as well, like on the flip side to it, uh, there's also like kind of like like you said a capitalistic like intent on like diagnosing these kids it might not always be to like you know help them for the good it might just be even just be for the medical field like benefit you know yeah um if, for your point about like starting in high school like for some, let's say someone who legit has ADHD right mm-hmm. if they wait till the high school like um point do you feel like that might be too late it might be maybe maybe like when puberty starts how about that I feel like this is a little earlier 11 12. But like, I don't know. It might be. It honestly, it depends on the child, you know. And but mm-hmm. in the in the broader range of things, I will have to say like high school. Or when 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 do we start like splitting up for classes? You know, elementary we're all taught in the same classroom all day, so it's very easy to be distracted. Middle like, school. But okay, middle school is when they should start because now if they're truly being like. I don't really, actually, we should even look up the symptoms of ADHD. But if they're really exhibiting those behaviors, then I feel like that is the time to nip it. But like, if they're in one classroom the entire day, same teacher, same people, of course, I'm going to distract myself. Of course, I'm going to look for other stimuli. So. Yeah, it's it's really a, it's a, it's a tough, like, thing to really, like, say for sure, like, this person has that and that. Because, like, even learning about it at school, like, it was just, it's literally just, like, observation-based 
And mm-hmm. like the way people perceive things at times can be very different from person to person. You know what I mean? Obviously they have like guidelines and stuff like that. But sometimes like it could just even be cultural, like differences that you might not even realize that are, you're passing on to your kids that might fall into like a gray line of, oh, maybe this is a symptom or not, like on an American DSM-5 like standpoint. But it's like, this my person might just be coming from this type of home. So that's why I feel like it's kind of like dicey to do that. But I feel like we do need to make sure we get like, you know, everyone the help the help they need. I feel like, you know, ADHD and all those mental health issues are big and you can really be stifling people because not even just like in school, like even just socially, emotionally, like yeah. it affects them there. Like, and I'd be thinking about sometimes like the teachers that be having to like deal with these kids, shout out to the kids, but like the kids mm-hmm. with ADHD and they're not like on any kind of like, you know, medication or therapy or anything. And it's like, they're just wilding in class and like, it'd be tougher to do your job, you know? Yeah. Um, I looked up some of the symptoms of ADHD. My source is coming from Mayo Clinic for all you people who say I'm talking on my neck. So behavioral ADHD could be aggression, excitability, fidget, fidgeting, hyperactivity, impulsivity, irritability, lack of restraint, or per- persistent repetition of words or actions. Cognitive would be absent-mindedness, difficulty focusing, forgetfulness, problems paying attention or short attention span. And then mood can be anger, anxiety, boredom, excitement, or mood swings. What? That that is like every human emotion. Human, that's why it's like, it's hard to like really say like, so what's the range? Because I feel like everything you listed there, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has those moments where they're like absent-minded or, uh, you know, like whatever, even smart people, right? Yeah. So it's like, is it like, oh, they have to have it this number of times for them to be categorized as ADHD? Like, that's why I'm saying, like, it's really subjective and hard to, like, say, especially when it comes to, like, yeah. So, like, that's when it comes to, like, okay, a person observing them. And it could yeah. just be, like, these are human things that happen to all human beings. Like, that means everybody got ADHD, like, if you're talking right. about, like, the broad <laughs> sense of this stuff. So they just so it's hard to, like, really say. They said often. So happens often. That's the only range I'm giving. I'm not even giving like mm-hmm. happens 15 times a day, mm-hmm. which is like, it is human behavior. There are times where I do like loose thought of train. Like it really just depends mm-hmm. on, but thought I don't of know. train. See, train of thought. <laughs> do I have ADHD? Yes. No, huh? I just, no, no, yeah. no. But I like, <laughs> I have met adults and I have friends who do have ADHD and they do explain how it does affect their work life because they truly can cannot imagine, man. They truly cannot focus and they truly cannot get through a task at all that they do need that medication. But like the thing is for me, medications always have side effects. In the long run, it's always going to have a side effect. So are there any like non-medication interventions these people can use? One um, thing I wanted to say along that line i guess a little bit i think if they can implement more like culturally informed uh professionals in that sector mm-hmm. they may be able to better diagnose children that are especially not white children yeah because i feel like that system kind of caters to those type of children and most times they come from similar backgrounds so it's maybe easier to detect the patterns and going along the lines of what David was saying, your cultural differences also influence you as a person too. 
So yep. now I might be exhibiting one behavior, but you're not hip to what that culture is and what they do. And you now have labeled me with ADHD. And now I'm taking Adderall's when I didn't need to be taking Adderall's. Mm-hmm. And then if I, you don't need the medication can be effective. I don't need it, it but you, just because so you don't fun. know anything about my culture, right? So yeah. I don't know if that looks like you get diagnosis from people in your culture. That's yeah. kind of difficult to even control, but I think ultimately yeah. it comes down to better having diversity in that field specifically. I think that's if anyone were to argue for diversity in the field, it'd probably be that sector, medical sector in general. Because you're dealing with mm-hmm. people's lives and health. Because yeah, for sure, um, for sure. I saw, uh, sorry, I saw an SVU episode. I I hear the dust storm hitting the window. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Is that? All right, no, I didn't. Stop over exaggerating. Okay, <laughs> I saw an SVU episode where they diagnosed this black child with defiant opposition. This Yo, one. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and they said ADHD, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whole time, at the end of it, they said actually he has just PTSD from the environment See? he lives in. So it's just like there are so many mental um, symptoms that overlap into other mm-hmm. diagnoses. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint what it's actually the problem to... is. And you know yeah. who figured it out? another black therapist who had the same upbringing he did to be like, no, you don't have that. You actually have PTSD from living from where that environment you live in. So diversity is needed in mm-hmm. this field. Big time. Big time. Yeah. You need African and you feel like, well I don't know, like that field. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, David. Yeah. You know, like, sorry, but um, what am I going to say? You feel like sometimes like when it comes to a lot of these diagnoses, right? I don't want to sound like insensitive. But like there's like I feel like there's a word or like a name for everything, right? For every kind of behavior yes, that yeah. you might yeah. like exhibit. I remember um there was uh back in the day there was this like girl I was talking to, right? And um she said that she was like I forgot, like I'm probably gonna butcher the diagnosis, but it was like um defiant to parents disorder yeah. or something like that. Like or, yeah, no, it's, it's, like, it's literally a thing. What? It's called defiant did you guys watch Outer Banks? Defiant yeah, parents. Yeah. yeah, remember when they sent her to that camp? It's because she had defiant authority, like defiance to people in authority, pretty much. That's not a. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, like I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, like but I'm, I'm sorry when I hear stuff like that. Like I'm just like, they just need some discipline. Like I don't know, like I don't want to be insensitive or something like that. But like, like oh, sorry, I have defiant to parent of uh, something. If I tell my palm, he's gonna slap me. Like sometimes I'm like, bro, like, like sometimes you just need like some good discipline for like some of that stuff. Defiant to parent disorder. It's, we all want to be defiant parents. Why are you at like, like what? It's called Stop. it's called opposition oppositional defiant disorder, a disorder in a child marked by defiant and disobedient behavior to authority figures. What? I am so sorry. That is. Okay, that maybe should be it is. disqualified. Bro. I don't think it's a real. I just real. think you do not know how to no. discipline a child. Sorry, yeah, and discipline sorry, does not bro. mean discipline does not mean whooping a child. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know how to handle that child at the end of the day, and it doesn't only mm-hmm. have to be on you. You can seek other resources, find a child a mentor, mm-hmm. anything. But yeah, no. because like now we're just like letting it go. Like, oh, now just give them a pill so they stop being defiant. 
to uh, to their dad. I was oh man, there's other ways to go. You can talk to them. You can beat them. You can, like you said, child mentor, whatever it takes. You know what I mean? And that just seems like you need to like discipline your child. Like, you know what I mean? Like rather just oh, give them disorder. And hopefully, I'm not ready for you at all. Like, you just need the like the discipline. Yeah. Like, no over medicated kids, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Leave our kids alone. Okay. For real, bro. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I have to find the parent disorder. That's why I had to disrespect you. Sorry. Oh. That will never fly. Um. Yeah. Because it just reminds me of, like, what's that movie? Is it the Freedom Riders? Where basically it was, like, a classroom full of bad kids and, like, the teacher comes in and she, the kids are like, F you and all this stuff. And then... Uh. Yeah, but basically at the end of it, they just realized like they needed an outlet to do things. So is it like a disorder or is it that they cannot manage their emotions and feelings well? And they just need to be yeah. taught how to regulate emotions mm-hmm. and feelings. It's exactly. a nuanced conversation. That's a, that's, a, that's a human thing. Like that is a, you don't need a label or you don't need to be put into like like strapped down in a in a straitjacket because you have your you don't know how to talk to your parents, like just be disciplined. Yeah. Like some of this stuff is like we're over diagnosing. It sounds capitalistic when after a while, like yes, why definitely. are you doing that? Like for normal things that happen, like while growing up, you know. So yeah, but that's just yeah. That's because in Nigeria, or not even just Nigeria, Nigeria, Mexico, India, these other countries outside of America, that is just not flying. Like oppositional nah. defiant disorder is not. Fine. you're getting a dirty smack to your mouth mm-hmm. like so the fact that american i don't know like is it i don't want to say is it making us like overly reliant on like you're not in control of your body you have a disorder you know what i mean versus like mm-hmm. takes away is, accountability thank you you're not taking accountability for your actions it's very easy like you said earlier just to slap a label on it and be like well here's your medication you know but at the same time, I really do believe people do have ADHD and ADD, mm-hmm. but not at the rates it's being diagnosed at. Yeah. So it's, it's just really hard. So like, how do, like, where's the line for it, right? Because it's like, we agree, like, in our culture, originally, sometimes it's like, we push it off too much. And sometimes in American culture, it's like, too much, like, labeling and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, how do we know who actually needs help? Like, or how do we know where we're doing too much, you know? It's hard. Yeah. Because it's never a one option fits all answer. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But do we does America have the time and resources to take each individual child and like test them and be like, okay, this is what you need? No, because once again, we are a capitalistic country and we're trying to push these kids all the way through so they can quickly join the workforce. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. All right, what do you? What do you think, man? What What can we do? Um, I don't know. It's it's a definitely a multi layered problem. Like you guys said, it's a capitalistic thing where that's the nature of America that wanted to um, take advantage of opportunities that involve making money, right? So. They create a problem that they then solve, which you see in countless number of industries. There's a there's a there's a term for like uh, uh, engineered obsolescence. Basically, what that means is when they make 
a product, they put something in it that they know will fail so that they can guarantee future profits. So there's definitely an element of that going on here that you can tell, like, um, if we diagnose and, and uh, medicate, yeah. we ensure our profits for X amount of years, you know, indefinitely, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't need to now turn them to alternative methods that are not pills. Yep. So that's one layer of it. Another layer, layer of it is training, like home training, you know, um, parenting is different in different countries, right? So yeah. that has its negatives, that has its benef uh, benefits. So one of the benefits is you can address a, a what do they say, a b bad behavior to your dumb mom and dad syndrome, whatever the hell they, <laughs> the, whatever the hell they call it. That, I, that doesn't exist in Africa. I'm sorry, it doesn't exist. Not at all. But in America, something like that can exist because the parenting style is different. It's more gentle, more word enforced, um, well, shut up, man. more reward oriented, right? Yeah. I'm going to take this from you, right? Or I'm going to give this to you if you be good, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another element of it. And then another element of it is just like you said, kids just being who they are, they're being children, you know? Yeah. And that's not something that you can change. Like that's going to be like that since the beginning of time. But I definitely think the capitalistic thing that's something that can be addressed like through maybe some legislation. Hmm. And I think the parenting thing can be discussed through us just generally having conversations just like this, where we're yeah. talking about like, where do we come from? How are we raised? And let that be a part of the medical process. Like yeah. the same way you ask for medical history on, you know, did your grandfather have a heart disease? Did he have a blood disease? Did your mom have this? Did your mom have that? Mm -hmm. You should be asking those same questions about the upbringing and factor that into your diagnosis when you're evaluating kids and deciding their mental neural state potentially for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's multi-layered and, um, you know, it's a big issue. And I'm glad that we're finally now talking about it. So, like, kids don't have to suffer anymore, you know, and they get the help they need. Um yeah, it, you know, it will take some time, of course. So, like, all of this stuff will, you know. What's going on out here, man? This meeting behind you. They're trying to get me, bro. They're trying to get me. See, I'm speaking too much truth. They're trying to get me, see. Because my listen. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, pleased. <laughs> what was I yeah. going to say? Um, big Pharma controls this country. So it's just going to be, I don't know if legislation will, you know what, God is in control. That's all I will say. Uh -huh. That's all I will say about America. But let's let's um, bring this conversation into like our specific community, like Nigerian community. Um, mm -hmm. When is it appropriate to be like, mm, you're just talking nonsense. You don't have such and such. Like within... Because we know our culture, right? So, like, how would ADHD be identified, I would say, in a Nigerian child? Because I'm reading well, a lot of this. Oh, please expand. No, I'm just playing around. But like, I feel like, how do I say it? Like, in a Nigerian child, like, I feel like it's uh, similar symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, like, Africans and, like, 
especially like especially Nigerians, we're more like how do I say it? Maybe more aggressive. How do I say it? so? Like maybe some of those behaviors that might like mix in with the symptoms like we were talking about. Yeah. Maybe those ones they might not apply to a Nigerian child mm-hmm. because that's just how the culture is. But the other ones like lack of focus repeatedly or what is the other ones like um maybe those ones would apply more. So I don't think it's like oh more specific like oh you 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 can't focus on your eba and your stew at the same time like <laughs> not like stuff like that with Nigerian child but like pretty much like the same stuff but like you just have to consider those cultural factors when it comes to all those broad symptoms that you mentioned, because they are very broad. Yeah. So, like, you just have to, like, they're, like, cultural things, like how we interact with each other, right? Sometimes, yeah. like, they say, like, um, some, like, uh, symptoms of ADHD is some of your social interactions, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, like, Nigerians might not just be coming, hey, or whatever, like, whatever, like, especially when it comes to, like, older people, we might be, like, a little bit more meek and different in our approach. So maybe they're not talking to the teacher, like, oh, that child, he does, he's, he's, something's wrong with him. He has something wrong in his mind. It's like, oh, maybe in their culture, they don't talk to the elder first like that. I don't know. Mm. I feel like it's just more so like excluding those things that, you know, might apply, that might come from the culture into yeah. this broad, like, symptom thing that we're looking at. And then maybe we can, like, be like, okay, like, this man child might yeah. like, may have this, this. Yeah, I would like to sit in on a a lesson on when they're teaching young psychiatrists, therapists, whatever, mm-hmm. about how to diagnose, like, is culture part of that curriculum? Like, are they actually doing deep diving into different cultures? There's a lot of them, obviously. Yeah. Maybe you can bucketize them and make them big buckets, like East Asian, uh, European, North American, South, like you can maybe you could probably continental. A, yeah, you could exactly right and get that kind of grouping. I'd be curious to see that, and if it doesn't exist, I definitely think there's an argument for that for sure. Yeah, because about sure. isn't that the whole essence of nature versus nurture? Like that's exactly really the foundation of it too. Yeah. So. Yep, yep. You got a yep. point there. Yeah. <sighs> yeah man. Do y'all think any of y'all got ADHD? I don't think so. I don't think maybe, I do, but maybe I maybe, but I've been distracted a little bit sometimes. Forgetful, very forgetful sometimes. Yeah, I feel like maybe I do, but like for me, right? Like I think one thing about our culture though is like when you have those things, like you just have to work harder, like than someone who may not have it, right? Because mm-hmm. you might not be provided the um, therapy or medication you might need, right? Yeah, and so like you just have to work like harder than um, maybe someone next to you. Like for example, with me, like I don't never, th- I never thought like I was maybe the a naturally smart like person or like um, things came to me like oh I don't even have to study. Like I had to study. Like I had to do all those things, right? Mm-hmm. Some people did not have to do those things. Yeah, but I just knew how to like work harder for some things, and I've been able to be okay with that. You know, so maybe like. We do have it. When we just have to work harder because we don't have those of avail- no those resources available. But you know, like mm. some of us end up okay. So, because I was reading like more like specific diag- um, symptoms, and some were like often fidgets or taps hands and feet and squirms in seats, often leaves their seat in situations where remaining seated is expected is often on the go acting if driven by a motor 
often talks excessively, blurts out an answer before the question has been completed, has trouble waiting their turn, interrupts or intrudes on others. So like maybe people we think who are just rude people have mm-hmm. like ADHD. Mean case of ADHD. So, Possibly. Because I feel yeah. like there are some adults walking around with undiagnosed ADHD, but. Mm-hmm. And I hear some people talk about it too. It's very hard actually to live like that. And no one will ever understand. And I feel bad for them because you're expected to operate in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of them benefited from that pandemic time frame where they were Ooh. working from home. No distractions. They could totally focus in on what they're doing. But now they're back at work. Stimulus coming from everywhere, people talking, people yelling, people doing this, people doing walking around. It's very, very distracting. Even me, I Maybe like I, I say, ADHD. I don't have like I don't have ADHD, but that stuff affects me. I'm not even yeah. gonna lie. Like even and I it, can you imagine? I'm not at the point where I think I need to be medicated, but yeah. imagine someone who is like that's like really difficult. They have to like really put effort into focusing, and they need that medication. Yeah. So shout out to y'all, man. We salute you. Yeah, we we acknowledge that it's hard. We are not discrediting people who actually have true ADHD. We acknowledge that it must be hard, and yes. get the help you need. Like, don't be don't be stagnant and be like, oh, this is working against me. Get the help you need. We're in a country where you can get the resources that you need. So facts. Yeah. All right, man, man, that was a good little pod. Good little right. potteroni. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a minute, um, what, a month. Hopefully, we can get back into the groove of being more consistent. Life's pretty crazy right now. so Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it'll help if you guys share our stuff, too. If you, if you actually, if you actually like, wait for this drop, actually think about sharing it to someone. Like, actually do that. Like, don't, like, just enjoy and then, like, forget you know, so that stuff motivates us and, you know, send messages and whatnot. We appreciate those as well. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, 27 podcast underscore on all platforms two zero somethings podcast underscore on all platforms. Any last words, my friends? Um, Love you. Stay positive. Test negative. Wear your sunscreen. Stay indoors. Unity. Love y'all, man. Peace.